money back. I have to help these guys. Where in Rima? 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Got a little touch of the Omicron. He's got a touch of something, man. Yeah. He don't sound right, man. They, they ain't going to tell you if it's Omicron. No, they ain't going to tell you if it's... Uh, and, and I think it's interesting how he said he got tested every day. Yeah. And then Saki says no. Uh-uh. Oops. Yeah. A little miscommunication there. Well, what he does is he goes out, Sean, you know this, he goes out gets an 18-wheeler, drives 18-wheeler <laughs> on right. over, and uh, to pick up a new chain so he can beat Corn Pop with it. And while he's over there getting a chain, he just gets a test every day. Of course. Drives the 18-wheeler back, and uh, and then he on the way back, he frees up Nelson Mandela once yes, again. Yes, absolutely. So that's his day. He's totally full of crap, but <laughs> he does look like and sound like crap right now. He's sick, man. he got something. I think he's got the COVID. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there. Well, I think he's got the COVID. I already did, and he's not. they're not going to tell you. No, of course not. You know, if he's got it, they're not going to say it. They're not going to say He's got it because he does all this supposed masking thing. But you know what? He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> right after that speech, he goes to dinner in a restaurant in D.C. with all these people around. No mask, man. He has no mask on. Yeah, he rarely has one on. Yeah, no. I, I, no he Wait, if he does have the COVID, I guess he's breathing that in people's faces when he comes up. Sure. Or sniffing their hair. And uh, he, he just, you know, if we're... <laughs> I went out on Saturday because Nancy cooked a full thing. You know, we were gone on Thanksgiving, so right. she cooked a full Thanksgiving meal on oh, Saturday. Nice. Oh, nice. With H E B, you know, busy Saturday. Well, well, right. I try to avoid H E B like the plague on a Saturday, but what that? We needed a couple of things. Right. I, I didn't see hardly any masks. I don't see. I see very few. Um, where are they? I think you know? people are just dumping them, man. People are done. You know, same thing with Walmart. Went to Walmart one yeah. day, Friday, I guess it was. Same thing, man. I didn't see any mask in there. Except the employees. Except the employees. But people are done, man. I think they're just outright done. I, I still see people in my neighborhood in their cars, but, you know, that's a little stupid. Well, see that, too. But I am, yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, uh, what happened the other day, they, they come out with these new uh, restrictions, and uh, March 18th, you got to wear a mask. If you get on an airplane, you go to any federal building, you got to wear a mask. got to wear a mask. In Oregon, Saturday, Oregon announces they are going to, and we'll see if they actually do it, but they're going to a... Permanent indoor mass mandate in Oregon. Permanent. 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 It's never going away. That's right. That's why I don't live in freaking Oregon, man. Exactly right. Permanent. I saw that permanent indoor mask uh, mandate in Oregon. That's insane, man. What do they base that crap on? Well, because it's we're going to have it now. It's going to be with us. Well, that's right. So is the flu. So is the common cold. Right. We're going to have these things that are going to be around. You know, it's just part of life. Right. I hate everything. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I don't live there, because <laughs> that that I would move. That would get. That would probably cause me to move if I lived there. You know what Rand Paul said over the weekend? He was talking about Anthony Fauci because Fauci's trying to back down from all this Omicron stuff. Oh, I now, know, right? Yeah. So he said, "Look, if you're vaccinated, this is Rand Paul. If you're vaccinated or you've had it and you have natural immunity, forget this fool. Live your life." Yeah. And he basically says, "Time to let this guy go. Yeah. And just stop paying attention. Live to your him. life. Man. Live your life." Because he's absolutely full of crap. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who Fauci still has. Well, but I, I you know, I, there are people that still believe every single thing he says. Love him. They you know, him. I forget who, who was it. Was it Tucker that was saying that uh, in his neighborhood, he still sees Fauci signs. Oh yeah, they love him. They love him. Yeah. So if you're a liberal moron, mm-hmm. you're still going to hang on his every word. And that's what keeps him on the t- on the TV. Well, I'm I'm living my life. 
You know? I'm living my damn life, Carrying too. on, you know. Uh, Chris Cuomo's looking for a new life. <laughs> He's a schmuck. <laughs> what, a, what a lizard, man. Uh, what a couple of lizards they are. And uh, now he says, because on Saturday when they fired him, he said at that time, I sure am sorry to be losing my gig. Now, yesterday he was mad. And he says, Jeff Zucker knew all along that I was trying to find information on those women who are accusing the governor. He wasn't fired because of any of that. He was fired because more, you know, accusers were coming forward as far as the sexual assault thing. You got it. That's what I think. Uh, It's 100% right. Because if if he was going to be fired about the other stuff, they'd have fired him right off the bat. Sure. They suspended him, hoping they could bring him back. And then once these, this other woman came forward and said, no, you know, he was very inappropriate with me as well, well, they, they figure he can't survive that, so that's when they cut him loose. Absolutely. Because he, CNN said in their statement, we, upon additional information, and dot, 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 and that's what it is. And it's an ABC News producer that worked with him over there when right. he was at 2020 with Geraldo Rivera. Right. And God. Geraldo likes to buddy up to him and say, this is my good friend. Oh, God. He's a protege of mine. It's going to be interesting oh, to see bleh. how quick. I mean, he learned more than the news business from Geraldo, didn't he? So, <laughs> he may have. So. Geraldo's got a little, uh, he's got a <laughs> shorter distance to reach. <laughs> shorter distance, that's right. right. That's oh, about right. God. Let's see if Geraldo says anything and distances him from him or well last week Geraldo was saying you know they were great friends and yeah. uh, he was my protege and i Ow. taught him i taught him everything he knows right. how to take a shirtless pick i mean you know, <laughs> <laughs> all of that stuff so we'll see i mean um, what happens in in the long run i i think the reason that these two the, the two cuomo boys needed to be fired were the deaths of all those people that during COVID the governor stuffs them together in in old folks' homes, and then the brother on television covers it all up and doesn't expose it. I think that that was the real reason to fire him. That's not why they were fired. You're right about the sexual harassments, why they were fired. But the reason to fire them was the blood on their hands for all those COVID deaths. I, I think Cuomo should be in jail. Yeah. I think he should have been arrested with 100%. A, for a crime. Absolutely. The fact that he got to resign is a farce Absolutely. compared to all the people that lost their lives. Absolutely. He should have been, he should be in jail right now because of that. Well, that might be coming. We'll see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, no, the, uh, the CNN pukes aren't going to give a crap about the, the old folks' homes. And, again, they, they, they didn't fire Cuomo until he became untenable with this, uh, with this, this uh, more accusation. Because you know what? If there's two, there's more. Hello. There's not just two. There's nope. more out there. Well, see, th- for the longest time ever, they were the you know connected family in New York who literally felt like they could get away with everything, which meant grabbing butts, literally, which meant you know all these other things that have just stacked up and that they were never going to have to face reality or the consequences for it. Well, they're, they're a couple of spoiled kids. There you are. There's a couple of rich, spoiled kids that yeah. came into the world and their daddy was a big shot. they were mafia, mob, well, well, you know, played that whole tough guy well, that's what I've been saying since the beginning. Because they all—they always put off that thing that they're they're mafia guys. It's like no, yeah. no, you're just you've seen way too many movies. Right. Now maybe a couple of mafia guys own your ass, but that doesn't mean well, that doesn't mean that you are mafia. It is New York, right? you know. But you know, well, I mean, you know, politicians—they buy them. I mean, I can sure. see that. I can see Cuomo, you know, getting you know getting paid off on something, but that doesn't make him mafia, right? And the, and the way they talk, it's like it's so contrived. You know, the, the big tough guy and the F-bomb after every other word, and look at me, you know, and I've just seen too many movies, So man. Brooke Baldwin came out on the weekend and said she wants a, a woman to replace him on television. Jim Acosta's hoping it's him. Uh, they're they're <laughs> one and the same. Who is this? What? <laughs> 
Yeah, Brooke Baldwin, who oh, was oh, on the, oh, oh. who was on the network. I got you right. She said a woman should replace Cuomo in that primetime slot. Right, and uh, and then you know Jim Acosta is hoping it's him. So you know they're one and the same. <laughs> Jim Acosta is pretty much a woman. He's just well, he's a he's a certain he's part of a woman. Pretty much the B word. Maybe that's maybe that's in, <laughs> insulting to that particular <laughs> exact part of the region woman. of a woman's body. So what's on your list? Uh, well, we just did it. We just did okay, all right, we're done. <laughs> no, well, that's uh, it for a Monday, everybody. Let's go uh, home. Well, the guy catching the baby in the car in Cincinnati was pretty cool. Oh, we got to talk about that after a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I got AOC and uh, talking to the Washington Times about how this <laughs> pesky smash and grab thing really isn't going on. It's just. The data doesn't back it up. It's not panning out. Is she completely stupid? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, quick break. <laughs> there we go. We just saw that. More Warren Ryman coming up in just a minute. Uh, today, this is our high for your AccuWeather forecast. It's 69 degrees. Uh, between 9 and 10-ish, you know, about that time, cold front's going to come through and start to lower our temperature as the day goes on. So this afternoon when you're riding with Riccardi, should be in the low to mid-50s. And then overnight, 30s and 40s, depending on where you are, 67 tomorrow, and then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, it begins to warm up, and Thursday and Friday, we're going to be dealing with record high temperatures, so cooler day to day, and then record high temperatures on Thursday and Friday. And FM 107.1. At this point in the year, we're looking at the sharpest one-year decline in unemployment ever. Simply put, America, America's back to work. So that was that speech on Friday yeah. after the horrible back-to-work numbers. <laughs> I know. Trying to put lipstick on a pig doesn't even cover that, man. He just says the opposite. It, it's whatever opposite it is. day, every day with Joe Biden. You know he what? just says what the opposite is. So they expected 550,000, and it was 200,000 is what came out. And now this morning, just now, five minutes ago, economists surveyed by the National Association for Business Economics are predicting the annual inflation going to remain above 2%. In fact, next year, they are predicting 6% increase in inflation next year alone. Mm. So if you, I'm just saying, if you're thinking about buying anything that you have to borrow money for, major Uh purpose like a house or a a new vehicle or whatever, do it as soon as you can. Do it now. Because the only way they're going to be able to get this under control is they're going to have to go up on interest rates. Right, right. They'll have to. Yeah. Uh, and when they do go up on interest rates, you know that's what they had to do it in the Carter years. And in fact, I think the didn't the prime get up to twenty one, twenty one percent something. Anyway, it, it it was an exorbitant amount to try to get inflation under control during the Carter years, and then we ended up with stagflation because nobody could afford money to could buy afford anything. Them to buy anything, right, right, right. So anyway, uh, not getting all weedy on the inflation stuff, but they the economists now are forecasting massive increases in inflation next year. And we've already had it this year. Yeah, it's amazing how, how the, like the price of homes is going. Like, or you know, if you're going to sell your home or refinance your home right now, yeah, it's a great time to do it. Yeah, we're doing it right right now ourselves. And I'm uh, my wife's telling me the numbers. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, well, we're in the hottest uh, home market I think I've ever right, seen. Right. Uh, I got a friend that they uh, had their house under contract. Some things didn't work out right, so they had to give the contract up. They relisted it, and within 20, 30 minutes, they had an offer, cash offer, 30000 over what they were asking for. Wow. I mean, it, I've never seen this before. The housing market is huge right now, but, you know, at some point, the Fed is going to have to start increasing interest rates, 
And the thing about that is, too, you know, we're spending so much money nationally as the American right. economy, and the government is spending so much money. When our interest rates go up and we have to pay more for money, well, so does the federal government right. to pay pay the note, right. you know, on twenty trillion dollars <laughs> how much is the how much is the interest on that that's more than our gdp a year in interest payments alone so we broke and we go into into debt like we really broke. deeply we we are Next broke. Few generations you're gonna be broke too and you're gonna be in debt as well we are we are in receivership to somebody <laughs> i think they speak chinese <laughs> i might i might get repossessed <laughs> the whole country's about to be repossessed. That's right. So anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Facebook wants your nudes. Oh, I saw that. I didn't read the story, though. What was that about? Well, uh, Zuckerberg and them over at Facebook say they want to protect you. With naked pictures. Of- That's right. So send your naked so they can protect you. How is that? Well, they don't want it to be used as revenge porn. So <laughs> How does me giving them naked pictures protect anybody or me from revenge porn? They say not that I'd have to ever worry about that anyway. Say. <laughs> it's not, not really what's that? Somebody using revenge porn on me is not something that actually comes up on my mind a whole lot as a worry. So what they say is they're, they 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 want to lock them up. They're going to hashtag them so nobody can use them. Nobody can put them out there. Nobody can revenge porn you. Just give them to us and we'll keep them safe. Uh-huh. Sure. I'll just give you my bank numbers, too, and my social oh, numbers so you can keep the rest of my stuff safe, too, no, Mark. I, I just had a vis- image in my mind, uh, a nerdy Mark Zuckerberg sitting in a basement somewhere <laughs> all alone. Looking at image after image after image. So Make you go blind, Mark. Yeah. You little perv. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. That's what he wants to do. Send us your naked pictures, and we'll keep, keep them, them safe. safe for you. Like they've kept all your other information safe. Oh, right, safe. right, right. <laughs> oh, God. Well, all right, go know. ahead. <laughs> well, this Michigan thing just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. What is the story? Well, you, the parents have been charged with four counts of manslaughter. Yeah. Of the Crumblies. And uh, apparently, first off, I mean, stuff stacking up. First off, they purchased the handgun for the kid. The father got the handgun for him for Christmas last year, I guess, or something like that, or a birthday or something like that. little weird crap, like the kid is caught at school searching for ammo on his phone, and uh, his mother's response is, well, next time don't get caught. Uh, he's doing drawings uh, with, with guns and dead bloody bodies, and he's captioning the, the drawings with the, the thoughts just won't stop. They won't stop. Uh, they knew this kid was messed up. They kept the gun in an unlocked drawer in the bedroom. And on the day of the shooting, they'd actually been talking to, I think, uh, the school about, hey, he's got some problems, man. And we're a little concerned about something he may do. So the, the general thinking is that the parents knew. In fact, on that day, after the news broke, she texted him, Ethan, please don't do this. Please don't do this. The father immediately look, goes home and looks for the gun. Gun's gone once the news breaks. But the thinking of the attorney uh, of the uh, prosecutor in that in that case in Michigan is that they not only knew how messed up he was, they knew he was going to do something on that day. And they split that night. And they split. We got four thousand dollars out of the ATM. Right. Went to the Canadian border. Right. And they didn't. And states were found in some art yeah. basement of some art museum of uh, some that's kind. That's right. And uh, uh, they're saying, you know, if they knew he was going to do something, why didn't they check his bag before he went to school? Why didn't they stop him? Right. So they're in some pretty hot water, too. 
And it's just weird because all of the indicators in this case, and we have to, you know, some of the folks were talking about the, the prosecutor is also a Democrat. She's big anti-gun. I'm like, yeah, but this case is pretty, Cut and dry. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you were anti-gun or pro-gun. Right. They knew he was messed up, and they knew he was going to do something, apparently. And, allegedly. Uh, yeah, right, allegedly. And, and they had a, a meeting that day at the yeah. school with the parents, and the, prosec- or the prosecutor wants to know why the parents didn't check the bag right. while they were at the school. But the question is, why didn't the school check the bag? If they, if they knew or they had an idea that he had a gun in his bag, let me see it. Right, you know, empty that bag out right here. It's so on the school, school may be culpable too. That's that's part of the issue too. Is, is the school or the administrators of the school are they going to be charged if they knew he had a gun in a bag there? Right. You know, it's it's strange because in these cases, it can kind of track both ways. There are kids who who do this, and there's not really many red flags. They're just kind of the quiet kid in the corner of the room. But this kid was a red flag. He was a walking red flag, and how he got to do what he did. Is I can understand why a lot of parents would be like, "Hey, I want more arrests." Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Well, the first two things I thought about: first of all, how the Democrats were to respond, and they responded exactly as I thought. They want a national database of every gun, right? And they want a law that says you have to lock your gun up in a specific way, right? I and saw if that, you yeah. don't, we'll take your gun away from you. It's just another way of getting a national database, right. so they can do Australia and come take your gun. It's the usual. Go to hell. Kiss my ass. Yeah, that's the answer. Uh, And the other thing that I thought immediately was, since he was a walking red flag, is he on any of these drugs? Is he on any of these uh, psychotropics, mood enhancers? That's it, man. Because it just seems like every time this happens... You go find out they're taking one of these antidepressants or something, you know, to that is to, one to, of the deal with connecting the factors. It's the first thing I thought of. Look at him. Yeah, I mean, just looked at the pictures of him and well, you go, he's messed up. They start filling their heads with these drugs when their heads or their brains are still developing. Right. I know a lot about these drugs. Sure. They they alter the chemistry of your sure. brain, man. Yeah. So if your brain's still growing, what do you see on TV? What's one of the biggest side effects of these drugs? Suicidal thoughts, uh, acts of uh, aggression, sure. violence. Sure. You know, it's a side effect, man. When they first started to go to the SSRIs in the 80s and early 90s, I did a lot of study into them right. Right, to figure out what they were doing, you know, and what were the implications of them. And now, you know, it's, it's pretty widespread. There's a lot of different choices that you have. Oh, yeah. But they start at an even younger age when they figure they're hyperactive and they start treating that with Ritalin and all these other things mm. throughout the years. It used to be boy, let me just spank your butt and get you under control. Now let me shove a pill down your throat, right? Which is, you know, it's a common way of dealing with it until they get to their early teens and they start giving them SSRIs or some sort of antidepressant. Well, see, if I give you a pill and you're messed up, then it's not mommy and daddy's fault because you have a condition that needs a pill. I think that's why I think the, the early days of Big Pharma that played on the Ritalin thing, especially with ADD and ADHD, really played on that. But really, they were just selling drugs. Because if you remember back in the day, once they'd pretty much prescribed every kid with, uh, with the, uh, the, the Ritalin, guess what? Suddenly, you had adult de- uh, de- oh, uh, deficit disorder. of course. Disorder. And then doing you had adults, doggy sure. attention. They were giving them, giving, prescribing and it for dogs. And they still are. They still are. And it's really weird because your brain is basically, the way I envision it, is like a series of faucets. You turn on one chemical, you turn off another, you add more of one, you know, and these things just, you have no idea 
And I've been on a few of them over the years. You have no idea how they uh, how it messes up your head. So what we need to know now, or what they, they need to find out now, is was he on any of these? Because that seems to be a common factor. Yeah. All right, back in a minute. More Warren Rima coming up after the bottom of the hour news. Well, whether you have a new home or something that's been around for a long time, our friends at Alamo Water Softeners have a water treatment bundle, a whole home bundle to take care of your water issues. Got several different uh, you know bundles. They customize a bundle for you, like the Premier Whole Home Bundle, where you get a free standard gas or electric water heater when you purchase a select top-of-the-line water softener, a plus-one filter, and a reverse osmosis system. Here's what I want you to do. Go to alamowatersofteners.com. Go there today and make an appointment with one of their whole home specialists. They'll come over and do a free water analysis, and then they'll take a look at your water situation, and they can prescribe and make recommendations to customize, that are customized for your home. And now is the best time to take advantage of this because they have special 0% interest financing, same as cash, for two years with approved credit. So you can get it, start enjoying it on their dime for the next two years. So log on today and make your appointment, all right? That's Alan. Christmas from everyone at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The courts ruled that the way the Biden administration previously attempted to get rid of it, it was not lawful. And... The courts ruled that they got to put it back into place. All right, so it's uh, 7.39. It's Ware Rima, Trey Ware, Sean Rima, KCSA. Uh, Trump is back in a couple of ways. All right. <laughs> God bless him. Number one way is remain in Mexico, uh, which you're never going to hear this. You're never going to hear him say, Trump was right. You're right. Yeah. You know? Brought back his policy, right, his border uh-huh. policy. Yeah, and hearing that on ABC, help. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're putting it back into effect apparently today. Right. So if you come here and you want asylum, you got to stay in Mexico. And that right there stopped the flow when Trump put it in place because we had people who were coming here just for the goodies. And they had no le- legitimate asylum claim. Right. And they didn't want to stay in Mexico. They, just, they, want, want, they know if they get here, Sean, they can stay. Well, of course. Yeah. And, and I guess, uh, well, two things. First off, he probably figures they imported enough to win the next election. To cheat the next election. <laughs> and he's paying Because he's, he's the, the faucet's been open for, you know, the spigot's been open since he, he went into office. And he's probably getting too much flack at this point about the borders. So he figures midterms coming up, you know, well, let's very quietly roll back this policy and not make a big deal out of it. Sure. That's precisely what he did. Yeah. Man. Old fart. Meanwhile, uh, old fart. That's exactly what <laughs> Creepy he is. old fart. Former President Donald Trump also, not only is his policy going back on place, but he was uh, invited to speak uh, by Charlie uh, Kirk at uh, Turning Point Action right. uh, this this uh, weekend. So they gave hand in the microphone, <laughs> and he spoke for 15 minutes. And uh, he labeled journalists and the media a, quote, quote, corrupt, crooked bunch of bastards, end quote. <laughs> And the crowd went wild. <laughs> I bet they did. They went crazy. He said, quote, the country is at a very important, dangerous place. We have no press. The press is so corrupt, we don't have a press. End of quote. He said, if there's a story about us, about Republicans, they make it a bad story. They make it the worst story. Crooked bastards and the most <laughs> dishonest group of people. So there you go. At least he's, you know, kind of moderated what he thinks. <laughs> I don't ever want him to moderate, man. You just keep being Trump, dude. You just keep on being Trump. That's the way he is, man. Did you see this tweet from this MSNBC anchor? I did. Because uh, Bob Dole passed away at 98 yesterday. Yeah. Uh, certainly a, a big old chapter in American history. Right. On many different levels. He's got that. And so MSNBC, Mehdi Hassan... 
tweets, Bob Dole, who endorsed and voted for Trump twice and called himself a Trumper as recently as July, has passed away. Yeah, right. Nothing else the man matter, did the man did matter to this guy. It's just he supported Trump. Trump really broke their heads, man. Sure. They're obsessed with Se- him. 79 years of service to the United States. Right. 79 years. 79. World War II all the way through uh, his time in the, in the Senate. Was one I of those rem- kids that ran to sign up in World right. War II. And had a disability for the rest of his life as a result. And all, it's summed up by the fact that he supported Trump. Yeah, that's it. You know, what a bunch of scumbags. And I'll tell you, I'll never forget the image uh, when George H.W. Bush passed away. Of course, Bob Dole, being very elderly, right. was in a wheelchair, could not use his arm, couldn't right. use it since World War II. So he had his attendant get him to stand up so he could salute George Bush's casket. Another World War II vet. I'll exactly. never forget it. It was amazing. So, but, but he supported Trump. Yeah, that's all that matters. You know? As recently as July, Trey. You're a horrible person if you supported him. As recently as July. He, yeah. and that was just a few months ago. He was still supporting Donald God. Trump. Uh, so, I you see. know, I, I know that saluting thing was pretty special, but he's a Trumper. So, <laughs> do you remember when your kid was born? Where were you? Yes. Uh, it was in uh, Delaware, uh, uh, Lewis, Delaware. I'm at the exact moment. The exact moment? I'm in the room. It's a C-section. Yeah. So I'm watching the. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're looking. You told me you got, were looking yeah, over the. You told there, all of us. Yeah, you were looking there and uh, looking at the uh, ex-wife. Yeah. And she's kind of laughing, going, "What's going on?" <laughs> looking over there, the curtain. The guy, you know saw, dude, sawing <laughs> into my wife with a with a scalpel, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's going great, baby." So our hippie doctor allowed me to like participate. I got to right, turn right, a shoulder right. and, and, and cut yeah. the all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, hey, look, hats off to Ryan Emge in Cincinnati. What a dude. Dude is driving. His wife His wife is going, you know, she's having contractions. She's ready. He's driving her to the hospital, and suddenly he sees her turn around. She turns and around. she puts her knees up on the back of the seat, facing the back of the car. Well, you don't want it to fall on the floor. You don't want it to fall on the floor. Okay, I haven't <laughs> swept that thing. Yeah, look at all that garbage down there. So she, French fries down there on the floor. She's like got her knees up against, you know, her back, I guess, is pushed against the dashboard. That's right. Her knees are up. Kids coming, and she's he's driving, and he says to her, "Honey, do you want me to stop?" She said, "No, keep going." So he's got left hand to steering wheel, and just like we reach in the bag for the fries, he's <laughs> he's reaching in for the baby, and he pulling the baby out, man. He just pulled the baby so, out. So he's driving out of the five o'clock traffic and trying to avoid it, and he reaches up and pick up a baby. He's got a handful of baby over here, <laughs> handful of baby. Handful of car over here. As I would fumble for a CD, <laughs> he brought his own child into the world. I do that with French fries. I think it would have been impressive though if he could have driven with his knees for a couple of moments and lit a cigarette or had a bite of a hamburger. <laughs> or something. How do you know he didn't? I well, mean, he yeah, probably oh, had. Yeah, a, I got something. Uh, I said this morning he probably had a tall boy between his legs. <laughs> <laughs> Pushes the knees up under the steering wheel. Takes Not a step. Hey. I got you, baby. Welcome to the world. <laughs> Literally. What a great story to be able to tell your kid, man. That is that's pretty you know, cool. You were born in the passenger seat. I was driving. I had my hand on your head. <laughs> <laughs> people people in the pickup trucks were driving by looking down here and going, what, in the, what is going on in there? Yeah, that is a great story to share with your child as they get older. Well, as yeah. opposed to the story, you know, the same story that I have for all of mine, which is I stood there crying with an oxygen mask on my face. <laughs> you know, when we were born, when we when we was born, they had to stay outside yeah. in a, in a, walking up and down the hallway smoking cigarettes. That's what well, dads yeah. did right. back then. 
Well, in hell, yeah. when we were born, they'd put the ashtray on your mom on your mom's head, and the doctors were smoking while they're bringing right. you into the room. Absolutely true, man. Last year, last year I had a procedure done in here, right? And I had to go down to downtown Baptist. And stop showing us your scar, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yes, there's four of them, but right. I, had to, I had to go in there. <laughs> you can't see the other two. So I went in there, went down to downtown Baptist, and I was in the room that I was born in. Well, how about that? Wow. 1963. The tile floor is still that green tile from 1963. (laughs) And you remember that. It's the same. It's a room I was born in. He can remember the room he was born in. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And it's in the corner on one tile. Trey was here, written in crayon. (laughs) (laughs) My dad autographed the door. That's how we know. So your dad was present when all that went. went? No, they had to wait. There's a small. Yeah, they didn't have the da- Yeah. No, dad. But I mean, he was at the hospital. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. They have a. They had a small waiting area. You know, a little tiny waiting room right outside the birthing room, and they right. to, dads are out there smoking cigarettes, talk. You know, whatever. That's how they. Do I remember my when uh, when because it was it was a C-section, but you know they kind of waited till a certain time. Guess where I was when I got the call? I had to go to the hospital. At work. I was on the air to go yeah, live broadcast sure. at a bar. <laughs> we all were. He was, too. But you yeah, on the air, too? Yeah. But, the, but the first two, yeah, I was on the air and got the call. And then the the rest of them, I, they were just happened to be born on the weekends. So, you know, it worked out. The rest good. of them. How many yeah. you got? Do you know? <laughs> yeah. Father Abraham over here. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Got my own starting lineup. Hey, by the way. Look, look at him now, because I told him it looks pretty cool. He's growing the full beard instead of just the Van Dyke. Oh, I, well, I figured you guys were doing it. I might, I might as yeah, well join the whole thing. I haven't seen the bottom of your face, because all I see is the top of your head. Right. Over, look at over the screens there. Yeah. Like Wilson on Home Improvement. It really does look good. the top of my head. So. Oh, see I see. He's, yeah. he's dropping a goatee. And goes I've got a friend that's, that's bald, and he's grown that, that part, too. Right. You know, the regular whole beard. Yeah. It looks really cool. I told him I'm going to get him a Harley, man, because that's uh, you talking about... Chick magnet right there. Right. I only do it because I'm too lazy to shave. I have no desire to I'm shave. I'm going for the Shell Silverstein look. There, there you go. Yeah. Or Ivan Koloff, one of the two. I asked Sean. We ask each other every day, what are you doing today? You know, And I got a list of stuff to get a conversation. He said, I ain't doing crap. <laughs> I ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Today's the day my wife has to go into work. So my, my big behind is going into the bedroom. But you I'm did wrong. decorate the house yesterday. I didn't. What? They did. I told you that. Oh, I thought you said you decorated it. No, I didn't hear you say that. My wife and kids did. I didn't do a damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) I spent the whole weekend doing that stuff. I didn't. I'm not allowed to do any. I, I'm allowed to go to the storage unit, yeah. right? Get all the stuff out, right. Put it in my truck, bring it home, bring it into the house, and that's where it ends. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I just kind of step aside and let that happen from from there on Nancy out. Nancy so. cooked Thanksgiving on Saturday because right. we missed it because we were gone. Right, right. Full on turkey, ham dressing, the whole nine. So when I got up in the middle of the night on Saturday night, Sunday morning, I cleaned everything up, you know? Right. And uh, I have not touched any kind of decorate. I don't even know about decorating this year. I guess something, I don't know. Well, you got a tree at least. No, I have nothing right now. Really? Nothing. Are you going to put up a tree? I don't know yet. I haven't figured it out yet. Wow. (laughs) You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. (laughs) I sort of am. Yeah, kind of. Man, what's going on there? Uh, Just don't feel like it? No, actually, we were hoping to be gone. Oh, you know, because oh, right, right. we've got all this time off. We're all right. burning time. You're burning time, right? No, I thought you had some time to burn. I do, but Foley burned his first. Well, <laughs> Sean's burning. I'm burning. We're all burning time. Dennis Foley. Right, right. Dennis Foley. He's burning his time. Now, no, we're so. all burning time. Yeah, right. But we, you know, they they're locking you down for Omicron. So what are you going to do? You know, sit around the house. I right. Guess. 
locking us down. We're getting locked down. Well, not locked down, yeah. but you can't travel. I mean, you got oh, to you you test yeah, yeah. if you're going to travel. Right. And we're going to talk about the cruise thing, but they're freaked out about the cruise liner over the weekend and all that kind right, of stuff. Right, right, right. So uh, they're just going to stay home, you think? Or maybe. You're going to go for a ride? You- Oh, that'll happen. You have that nice truck out there. You should <laughs> yeah. go for a ride. No, I'm going to go for a motorcycle ride or two. That's yeah. going to happen for sure. Right. I'll tell you about Lifestyles Unlimited. If you want to retire in five years or less, Lifestyles Unlimited is your real estate education and mentoring group. They're going to show you how to put together a plan to retire in five years or less. Now, as you know, real estate is just getting more expensive as time goes on. You know, it's going up in value as time goes on. This is where this is the game. This is where you want to be. You can't go wrong here. Now, here's what I want you to do. Go to FinancialFreedomLivestream.com and type on my name, WARE, W-A-R-E, all in caps. And when you do that, you're going to be offered an opportunity to join up with them and get this online course, or you can do it in person, which is everything. It's not a teaser course. This is everything that you need to know to begin investing in real estate. Get two years now. Instead of one year for 740 get two years for 297 Log on right now. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? What day is it, Mr. Ryder? <laughs> well, let's take a look, shall we? Okay. It's National Gazpacho Day. Really? <laughs> I like gazpacho. Do you? You like gazpacho? Uh, no, I really don't. <laughs> I like they it. They had it on it the cruise ship soup. last week. No. Uh, it's Mitten Tree Day. It's so love on your mitten tree gloves. <laughs> it's National Microwave Oven Day. Okay, there's a good one. It's National Put on Your Own Shoes Day because usually somebody else does that for you. No, <laughs> I just don't wear shoes. Slide them on. I wear the uh, the chocolate, so I yeah. can just slide right in. And finally, it's International Pawnbrokers Day. So. Love on go a pawn. pawn. Go pawn some crap and love on a pawnbroker. Love on a pawnbroker. I tell you what, after my first marriage broke up and I first moved to San Antonio, I pawned all, yeah, pawned did you all kinds of crap. Did oh, you really? Yeah. Is that oh, how you paid yeah. the bills? No, it's how I bought beer and smokes. Did you go back and get it later? No. You just left it there. I pawned a ring. Did I pawned you? my leather jacket. Which The only thing I pawned that I'm really upset that I did was my leather jacket. Yeah. But I pawned cameras. I pawned, you know, comic books. All the stuff from the first marriage. All the it's stuff from the first marriage, pretty here. much, you know. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you can tell you, you can tell when you're dealing with a, a divorced dude and you see some middle-aged guy at a pawn shop right. at noon on a Tuesday. So did you did you have a regular that you went to? Like, here's my pawn guy. I'm going pretty to Pretty much. I went to so, one, one, so he one place. He's well, I was right down the street from the radio station. Oh, there you go. So, so I was on my way home. Another one. I, I needed some cash, <laughs> and they really rob you blind too. Yeah, man. they do, <laughs> don't they? Yeah. Show. All right, more wearing rhyme coming up. KTSa. How oh, is not to, not there? I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, yeah. Boy's got something, buddy. He's got the COVID. He said that Papa got it from the grandson. It's just a... Oh, he's trying to be all cutesy poots. just a cold. Uh, but anyway... You know, my, uh, my, uh, sound bad. What your old granddaughter He says, don't worry about the COVID because I get tested every day. And I mean, Jen Saki said, no, he doesn't. <laughs> well, no, she said it confidently. No, he doesn't, <laughs> Peter. He doesn't, and yet you know the, they, they obviously don't talk much together. Yeah, how do you get tested for COVID every day when you're busy driving an eighteen wheeler? That's you right. Know, you don't have time man. for all that. You got the doc sitting next to you shoving Q-tips up your snot. Yeah, you ain't got time for that. 
So, woman, claimed, you know, I've been talking about this Aussie COVID place where they lock Oh, you yeah, in. yeah. Woman over there claims that the cops show up. Haley Hodgson is uh, 26, and they got her license plate number off of her little moped, and they came and blocked her. She's got a moped. Came and blocked her in the garage <laughs> in the driveway. Right. And she, listen to this story. She yeah. comes out, and she says, are you going to test me for COVID? And they said, no, we're hauling you off. And she said, for what? Because you were near somebody who had COVID. So they hauled her off. They locked her up in that whatever that Springs place is, Hope Springs or whatever. What a name. It's for like a, a, it's, it's a, it's a concentration camp. It's a concentration camp. <laughs> and what a name. Oh, Hope Springs, whatever. Hope Springs. But anyway, they locked her up over there, and they said, you, you stay until you test negative. Well, she had three negative tests, and they kept her locked up. You know, they didn't let her go. No, did she, didn't she also do some false information on something? I mean, I'm not justifying any of this. No, this was before. Oh, yeah. that's the other one before her. Yeah. So the, the, she's tested positive or negative three times. And they kept her locked they up. They blocked her in the house. Yeah. They took her to this camp. Let's right. call it what it is. Mm-hmm. And they got her locked up there. Right. And they, and I heard you say this earlier today, and it's absolutely true. There are people here that if they could do that right here, you're damn right they would. They are going to try. They are going to try. Look I, at Oregon. I, I mean, have you know. been told by people in D.C. that they want to. Of course they do. They already have the locations picked out and part of this Omicron crapola that they're doing. Because, look, we know it's endemic. Right. We know that this is going to be like the flu, the cold. It's never going away. And the Omicron is, if you're going to get it, (laughs) it's the most mild form we've seen thus far. How ridiculous is all And they're shutting down. Oregon's shutting down. They're putting camps together to send people like in Australia. Well, here's another one. Holy crap. In Italy right now... They are locking down the unvaxxed in Italy. They're locking them down. And you can't go to restaurants. You can't go to movies. If you're unvaxxed, you can't go to any of that stuff. So this Italian Milan, this dentist, he shows up to get his shot so that he can live his life, you know, go to restaurants and stuff, rolls up the sleeve. The nurse goes to poke him, and she says, that arm is kind of cold and clammy. Let me take a look. And the arm comes off in her hand. She's sitting there holding the dentist's arm. He took a fake arm. He took a fake arm. What, do you have his other arm behind his back? Yeah. He didn't think anybody would notice. Dude's a medical professional. He didn't think somebody would notice? Yeah. She's shooting into plastic there? I thought it was great because... It's funny. Uh, and you know what? He is now facing criminal charges. Oh, come on. Criminal charges. Oh, God. Everybody, you know, it's like you and I were talking about seeing the fewer and fewer people wearing the masks. Americans are done with this crap. I hope so. Now, maybe not in the major cities, not maybe liberal alcohol, you know, you know, enclaves where they whatever Biden or Fauci tells them to do, they do it. But I think in general, most people are done. You know how you're going to normalize this? Go live normally. Go that's live, how you exactly. That's how you're going to normalize it. I really, don't, unless I'm talking about it on the radio, I don't think about it at all. Me anymore. either. I really don't. I'm well. I have to because the travel business, and we'll talk about the cruise thing here in a little bit because I have some thoughts about that. Well, I got to put a mask on when I go see my mom. Yeah. All right, but I dump it in the elevator. <laughs> you know? All those masks on the elevator floor. Those are oh, Sean's. That's me, that's don't me. pick those up. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I really, I'm, I after two years of this crap and how it upended pretty much everybody's life one way or the other. Yeah. I'm done, Move baby. On. Hey, Don, let me ask you because we're the music guys. We love you. Well, you are too, Sean. You you did. I, learned, a, I learned. I like certain kinds of music. You, yeah. Well, you did a Christmas mix this weekend, but uh, great song intros on guitar. Oh, name a couple. Layla. Layla's a prime example. Um, Can you got another? One? It's kind of a slow moving guitar intro, but uh, where the streets have no name. Okay. Here's a good one. Because it just kind of builds. Um, how about Satisfaction? 
Satisfaction, Rolling Stones, Rolling Stones. Sure. Sweet Home Alabama, Sweet Home yeah. Alabama. You know those kind of things. Uh, the, uh, ne- uh, never up. mind. Uh, 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 smells like Team Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, too. We talked about smoke on the water last week. Last mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. Well, how about this one on this day in 1965? This hit the radio. Uh, day Tripper. On the flip side was We Can Work It Out. Yep. But this was the one that disc jockeys like to play because of this. Yeah, man. I love me the Beatles. I don't like Paul McCartney, but I love the Beatles. <laughs> He's a jerk, but I, I, but I love the Beatles, man. Isn't what, a, good? what a great yeah. opening guitar. Isn't it good yeah. It's just they, badass. They had That's several. George Harrison, baby. Yeah, well, I thought that just that one off guitar, that guitar uh, riff on A Hard Day's Night, you know, just that one chord uh, at the beginning, kind of says it all, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm a huge George Harrison fan, and he, he did some did amazing that. stuff on guitar. You know who else was, as far as doing weird guitar riffs, John Lennon would come up with some pretty weird crap on guitars. Yeah, right. That was fun. Yeah. Actually, that was just Yoko. Oh, I was just squealing in the back. Banging her, her head I finished the... watching that. Uh, I finished watching the documentary. Over How the was it? How was it? I liked it. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, if you're not, it, you'll, you're going to hear a lot of the same songs over and over and over again. And a lot of it's just them goofing off. Right. But it was fun to watch for those moments where their appreciation for each other really showed. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought my favorite moment was when they at the beginning they were trying to, there, it was going to be like a live broadcast on TV of a concert, um, and they were trying to you know figure out where and when and all right. this stuff. And there's a scene where where Paul is just kind of noodling away at the piano. I think he was working out "Let It Be," um, and Ringo is standing behind him. And Ringo looks at a guy and goes, "You know what? I'd watch for an hour him playing the piano." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no kidding. Yeah, just a great I'd like to watch it for that. Because yeah. right. uh, Ricardi, because I, I haven't seen it yet. I, have you seen it yet? Uh-uh. Ricardi said. Ricardi said that the only thing that stuck out in his mind, though, is that it almost seemed like McCartney was kind of a jerk. That he was kind of like setting up his. He knew they were breaking up, so he's trying right. to like be the boss and yeah. trying to like set up his own right next step or what have but, you. But didn't Did he you have pick to make up a, any of that? I, I got that more from George. To be oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah, he could be kind of a jerk too when he wanted to be. Well, you know, he was very set in his ways, right? Uh, you know, for, for, for forever, from what I can gather. Well, right and that's how kid. Paul ended wow. up playing the bass. Yeah, is because nobody else would play the bass. George says, "No way, I'm not right. doing it." And, yeah. and John said the same thing. Well, we need a bass player, right? And McCartney was a guitar player. Yeah. They, they had three guitar players and no bass player, right? So, and you know, a good choice because he's really good. Oh, at he's, it. he's <laughs> always really good. I, I mean, I'll give yeah. him his due. He's one of the most underrated b- bass players on planet Earth. Oh, I mean, for he sure. is. And yeah. Iconic yeah. base of his that everybody knows when they see it. Yeah, it right. means it says yeah. Paul McCartney. Right, yeah, right. Because he much. plays it the opposite direction, right? Yep. He's left-handed. He's left-handed. Yeah, but yeah. it was it was a it was fun to watch. It, it took me a, probably ten days to watch it, but but it's worth but it. I enjoyed. I, yeah, I loved it. I thought it, it was. Did great. it have the piece in there? Because I just saw it resurfaced over the weekend where the New York Times interviewer was getting after John and Yoko, saying. What you know? What do you know about uh, you know sacrifice? What do you know about no. protesting? You you don't protest from the back of your limo. I didn't see that. And then John John sent her smoking a cigarette, and he cut into her. No, that wasn't in there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's from Let It Be or not. That might be know. a little earlier. I don't know if it is or not. But he's like, uh, well, I'm sorry, love, but uh, I guess you like this. We're all cutesy pootsy, and it was a hard day's night. But we've grown up, is and yeah. something like yeah, that. It was him and Yoko, you know. Yeah, but she was, yeah. but she herself was really snobby. She was like, she was terrible. Oh, you know, 
protesting from the back of your limo, right. and he shut her down. Real yeah. quick. Lennon was smart. You didn't mess. Lennon was a smart dude. He didn't mess with he Lennon. Was, he was two steps ahead of everybody. Yeah, yeah Everything he, he did had purpose. Yeah, and, yeah. and how long? It, it took artist. you two weeks to watch it? About 10 days, because it was, I think it was two, it was three, two and a half hour yeah. segments, I think. Yeah. Wow. I can't sit still long enough. It's to like eight hours long. It's something like seven, eight hours long. It was a long one. And oh, like yeah. I said, a lot of it was just, you know, what, you know, if you're interested in watching, you know, George Harrison tune his guitar, um, <laughs> you, know, you know, when Billy Preston came in, you can just feel the energy change in the oh, room. Wow. You know, um, and, and, you know, I, everybody loved Ringo. Yeah. You know, he was the quietest out of all of them. He was, I saw Billy uh, Preston on tour with uh, Eric Clapton. Oh, wow. Awesome. And you talk about, you know, energy. Yeah. Even at that, it was right before he had a heart attack and died. In mm-hmm. fact, it was the tour that he died on. Right. And um, he would jump up. Will go around in circles? He'd jump up and dance around the organ. Wow. Like, wow. I mean, right. insane dancing. Yeah. Just jumping all over the he place. He was an all-out entertainer, Billy Preston. Incredible. But he was one of those guys where if you have him come in to do a session with you, everything picks up. Right. And everybody else elevates to his level. It was right. Really well, you were talking about Layla, you know, the piano uh, part in Layla, right. he played that on tour for that tour, and right. he did it perfectly. Oh yeah, absolutely mm. perfectly. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. So it's worth watching, though. Overall, I think so. Thing. If Is you're it... a fan, you know, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, you, maybe you, I'll... You, you wait for those little those little moments you always hear about. You know, because you know, you have bro- a busy day today. Maybe you can squeeze yeah. it in. Maybe I could squeeze a few <laughs> hours in. I could watch a little. It was sitting in the bedroom. You know, yep. <laughs> it was one of those films you heard about in folklore. Yeah, it's a film about the band breaking up, but I never got that at all. Yeah, right. you know, I, there was I mean, there were a couple of times where they Paul was asked about Yoko, and he said she's great. You yeah, know? right. No problem. She just kind of sits there. I and love the behind the scenes stuff where you see right. all that going I, on. I love that. I yeah. had just seen so much over the years because I was such a Beatle fanatic. Yep. Right, and this that came was along, bit, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I can watch the same crap over no, and over again. A lot but of this it is was, different. Yeah, the the end of it was them coming off the roof after right. they did their. Oh wow! And because they just the cops show up, they just kind of you know horse around for a while until they were you know we have to go now. Song ends, they just walk off the roof, and then seeing them in the mixing booth afterwards, listening to the playback. Oh, oh wow! That was, that was pretty awesome. I bet it was. It is. Yeah. Cool. All right, quick break. Uh, more Warren Ryman coming up. You know, it's Safe Showers. Chris and Joan are the owners of Safe Showers, and they're here to take care of you to make sure that you get the best in uh, showers. Uh, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, an old tub, uh, an old shower, all that kind of stuff, it was cool back in the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s. We bought those homes with those big tubs and all that, but we don't use it, right? Well, right now, Safe Showers will take that out, going all the way to the studs. This is not a cheap overlay. They go all the way to studs, and they put in a safe shower, designer-looking shower. It's gorgeous, by the way, with no grout, so you don't have to worry about cleaning off mold and mildew and all that kind of stuff. You get a low step-up entry. You get a non-slip uh, you know, floor. And you get uh, grab bars and beautiful designer shower doors, gorgeous things. It's going to improve the look of your whole home with your safe shower. And right now is the time to do this because you can get 60% off installation plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 12 months for qualified buyers. So you can get your safe shower installed now for the holidays, begin enjoying it now, and use their money to do so. Safe showers will give you a free estimate today. Just give them a call at 210-655-1111. 
for your safe shower. AccuWeather forecast today, our high is 69. That's where we are right now. It's one of those reverse days. Instead of getting warmer as the day goes on, it's going to get cooler. We're thinking the cold front is going to arrive sometime in the 9 to 10 o'clock hour, somewhere along in there. Temperatures will just fall off as the day goes on. When you're riding with Ricardi this afternoon to get home, should be in the 50s or so, low to mid-50s probably. And then the 30s in the hill country tonight, 40s in town. Tomorrow, 67 or thereabouts. But then Wednesday begins the warm-up. And by the time we get to the end of the week, we could be looking at record highs, possibly. 69. This week, we took them seriously and saw no reason to delay taking immediate action. Bye-bye, jerk. 820. <laughs> the Schmuck Brothers. 825 now, breaking news out of New York. What do we have here? The mayor up there, Bill de Blasio, is mandating vaccine for all private sector workers. Doesn't matter how large the company is. Doesn't matter what the company does. All workers in New York have to be vaccinated by December 27th or you cannot work in New York anymore. Oh, God. Children five and up have to show proof that they have been vaccinated or they may not come indoors. Five and up. They can't go inside anywhere. Can't go inside. No indoor activities for children five and up unless you show your vaccine uh, card and uh, all private sector workers by December 27th, they all have to be vaccinated, says Commie Bill de Blasio. Um, I I just want to touch on the cruise ship thing for a second. Yeah. Sure. Got a lot of experience with this. As you know, we own a cruise. Right. Well, it's a it's a travel company. Right. We deal with this all the time, and we're asked these millions of questions all the time. Um, you have to be vaccinated if you're going to cruise. Right, right. And they're sailing at reduced capacity, which I told you privately means you can go on a cruise ship and almost have the whole thing to yourself. <laughs> right. You're going, where cool, is everybody? Actually. It's kind of weird, you <laughs> right, know, because right. you're looking around going, where is everybody? Well, Norwegian had this one return to New Orleans uh, over the weekend, and they tested everybody before they got off. Everybody's got to be tested before you get off. And 10 people were positive with COVID. 10 uh, out of 3,500. The news immediately. Outbreak, outbreak, outbreak. There's oh, an outbreak. God. And, you know, I started to read the comments, right? And people in the comments going, oh, no, here we go again. It's bring- They're bringing it in. They're importing it from They're bringing it in. these damn cruise ships. They're bringing- I can't believe this. Now, so here's a couple of inter- interesting things, uh, points about this. First of all, the people were tested. They had no symptoms whatsoever. <laughs> None. Must have the Omicron. <laughs> they were not sick at all. Right. They were not sick. Um, I promise you, and I don't even have a million dollars to bet, but I'll bet a million dollars that you've been at a grocery store, you've been at Walmart, you've been at a restaurant sitting next to people that have it and didn't know they have it. Probably. I get, No, I guarantee oh, yeah, absolutely, you. Absolutely, yeah. I guarantee you. So you've been to a Spurs game, you've been around people that have it and didn't know they have it. Right. I guarantee you. Yeah. So I don't want to hear anything from ABC, who's yelling this all night on our station, or anybody else about all those 10 people on a 3,500-person cruise ship. When Joe Biden has let 2 million people walk across the border the last 11 months and hadn't done squat, and we know they brought COVID. Yeah, it kind of invalidates that whole thing, but you know what this is about. Of course it is. They're hyping this Omicron thing. They they, They want the good old days of the early months of the covid when they were locking everything down and mandating this and changing what at the state level the election process right using courts that do not have the authority to change election laws to just do it arbitrarily because we're in a crisis 
They know that they're going to get word I can't say <laughs> on the radio uh, during the midterms. Because they're looking at the, they're, look, not, they're looking at Biden's numbers. They're looking at the general the numbers uh, uh, of feeling uh, across the board for their their general agenda and all this extreme crap. And people are going in the opposite direction. They saw what happened in Virginia, and they they know that the midterms could be it for this. And so they're they're getting the cheat in early. Yeah, they are. I know this is what this is all about. Sure it is. Because there's no, there's nothing that says anything about this new variant that it's anything anybody should be worried about. Well, and and these people that are that are hollering about this cruise ship, they're not people who cruise. So right. shut up. It's not. <laughs> right. It's none of your interest and none of your business. Right. Because right. you don't cruise. Right. So you know it's like people who yell about somebody who rides a motorcycle without a helmet. And that they they don't ride a motorcycle. They don't ride a motorcycle. What do you care? It ain't none of my business. None of your business. So, and I look at this as the same way. Shut your mouth unless you have a personal interest. But uh, and and then start saying something about the two million people that Biden imported. Right. Start saying something about the people that are at Walmart and H E B and at the restaurant no, it's, who it's, have COVID and don't know it. It's hype. That's it's all, all it is. Hype. And I'm, there's a point to it. There's I'm a purpose to it. Sick of it, man. I'm so sick of the way they manipulate people's feelings over something like this. Well, but the, the, the thing is, people like you and I, and I'm not saying talk show hosts, but people who are con- interested and, and stay informed, they know what the bull crap is. Yeah. But the morons, they just accept, 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 but accept. But you know what? Just people, swallow it whole, man. People who are doing this, they're evil people. Yeah, I agree. Actually, Absolutely they are. They're no less evil than Cuomo killing all those old people in the nursing homes. Yeah. They're evil people. They're, they're screwing up kids' lives. They're screwing up people's ability to you know to make a living. They're they're creeps, man. And it's all about. I'm, my opinion is it's all about cheating the next election. Look at the whole damn thing. What I open the segment with De Blasio. Every worker in New York has to be back. Oh, come on, every one of them. That's evil. In one of the most populous cities on on planet Earth. Number one, isn't it? Number one in, in America. In America, yeah. No, it is evil. And then all kid, anybody over the age of five, you got to show your vax. You can't go indoors. You can't go indoors. So you got to tell five year old can't go in the playroom, can't go in your house, can't, can't go, go into indoors, school, can't go to school. No, you're not allowed indoors without it. So no, it is evil. Good luck with that. All right, quick, uh, quick break. More Wayne Rymer coming up over at uh, Matt Spawn's place. Great estate planning attorney that will take your family in and sits down and listens to all of your concerns about your estate. Puts together a plan that's going to work for you. This is not something you want to wait on. Life is uncertain, so you just never know. So you want to get out in front of this and have a plan in place. And Matt Spawn is the guy to put that plan together for you. I know how you're feeling right now if you don't have a plan. You're feeling like, well, I'm going to lose control of my stuff, and you're not. <laughs> in fact, you gain control even after you pass away. You're in control because Matt Spawn puts together that plan to make sure your wishes are done. I I didn't understand it all before I sat down with Matt a decade or more ago to really learn what this was all about. But if you're just trusting a simple will or something like that, you're looking your your kids, your heirs, they're looking at probate court, which is many thousands of dollars, and they're looking at a lot of lost time. You want your stuff the minute you die, you want your stuff to go to your heirs. And Matt Spawn will write your estate plan so that's exactly what will happen. Give him a call, book your appointment today at two ten eight eight at News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one oh seven one. When a huge group of criminals organizes themselves and they want to go loot a store, a CVS, a Nordstrom, a Home Depot, 
until the shelves are clean. Do you think that's because of the pandemic? I think a root cause in a lot of communities is the pandemic, yes. <laughs> oh, God. She's full of it, man. She's totally full uh, of it. And even AOC is saying it doesn't exist. There's no smash and grab. It's she, not real. She's saying the data isn't panning out on that actually going out. Let's going go on. to YouTube and watch some data. You want to? They're also full of crap. Pl- lots of data to see on YouTube. Well, you yeah. know, you could see them smash and grab and run. Well, the first one, you know, all the sound that I put together over the weekend. Thank you, Chris, for doing it too. Uh, you know, Saki's first blame the gun. Her first answer was the gun. Oh, of course, yes. It's, it's gun violence in America. That's the problem. And then he he says, "Wait a minute. These are guys using hammers and crowbars to <laughs> smash and grab." Well, it's a pandemic doing it. <laughs> They're also full of crap. What's on your list that we have not gotten to today? Yeah, I got a tranny story for you. How's okay. that? Transgendered story. Yeah, rock on. <laughs> Been a while since we've had a transgendered story. Time to do it. Been at least three days. Uh-huh. Cataluna Enriquez. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the first ever transgender Miss USA contestant. Right. So it's a man, baby. She's a dude. 100%. She's a dude. And she was eliminated, because I didn't realize this, the Miss USA pageant was a few days ago. Yes, it was. And I never watched that crap mm-hmm. anymore. I don't even take notice of it. Who cares? Who cares? But uh, uh, she was eliminated. He. 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 Say it right. He was, was eliminated. Correct. Fairly early on. And why? What, what reason do you think he has for why he was eliminated well, very early I know, on? I know the story. The, the, the answer to the story was, because we're not ready. We're, we're, not, you, we're not really can't handle a dude. Yeah. I'm a trans woman of color. No, you're not. I'm a trans woman of color, a minority within a minority. It's everything that's not represented in our country, and I'm ready to create conversations around what it means to be an American. It was an honor just to be able to represent my community and be an example for young queer children. <laughs> See, now, if you were to call them that... Right. If you were to call them that, right. you would be kicked off the radio. I, I, you're right. If I weren't quoting her, but him, she, you she, quoted him, him right. he can say it. Yeah, because that's what he said. Right. Uh, I worked so hard for it, I think they were just not ready. Yeah. But see, that's the point right there. Sure. Maybe you just sucked at being a pageant contestant. Well, maybe it just didn't score as well as the rest of them. And maybe it's because you're a dude. Here's the f- most frustrating thing for them. The re- nobody is buying, well, some are. Very few people are buying into their lie. The yeah. rest of us know it's a lie. And if you want to live a lie, that you know it's America, live a lie, you know? But it's a lie and the rest that what they do though is they demand that everybody else admit to their lie and succumb to their lie and it'd be cold and hell before i do it's well, a lie I, well, it's not yeah, true I mean, it's not and, real. and i'm where you are if you want to live if you're a dude you want to live like a chick go ahead not yeah. just i don't care it doesn't I, matter to me be look, happy you if you want to believe that pink elephants fly then believe it go ahead well, if, you, if you're seeing pink elephants fly over i-35 believe it i don't right. care but don't tell me I have to see them, too. But I don't even think it represents the entire trans community. Well, no, I said it's a very small... Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a, yeah. very sub, it's a subset of a subset. Because there's a lot of men who live as women and women who live as men who know they're still men and who know they're still women. Yeah. 
this is a subset of a subset that's saying, no, you know what? You have to see what and, I claim to be. And as far as the pageant goes, if they want to make the whole thing tranny, I don't care because I don't care what happens with those pageants anymore. I don't I either. Don't care. But like, those, that, to me, that's like those award shows. Sure. Whatever. But it kind of sucks. It's like female sports, though. In that you, you know, a lot of these women have, you know, worked and worked and worked and worked to to get where they are in these pageant series because you got to go the pageant after pageant after pageant, and it's not that it's going to start happening as much as it's been happening in female sports. See, that's the difference: is that guys are bigger, faster, stronger, right? And so they're they're better competitors at these right. sports. That's why that's a violation, and it needs to stop. Guys are going to get. Their butts kicked by beautiful women in a beauty now, pageant. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you're still a dude, man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, right. When you walk up and you go, I want to save the world. <laughs> I, I think we should rescue whales. You know, everybody goes, no, nah, okay. not really. Uh, 2021 Rock and Roll uh, Running Series, Fiesta in December, happened here yesterday. 18,000 mm. people ran through the streets. Cool. Mm. UTSA won their conference. The right. Roadrunners won their conference, and now they're going to play San Diego State in Frisco, Texas, on December 29th. Uh, I'm sorry, December 21st for the championship. They were like, Frisco, Texas, I, couldn't we get El Paso? Or something? <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to Frisco. <laughs> Uh, college football playoff thing is filled and ready to go. Right. Alabama beat Georgia on Saturday. Right. So Alabama and Cincinnati and the Cotton Bowl, Michigan and Georgia in the Orange Bowl, New Year's Eve, and then they'll play for the championship January, uh, January 10th. You could see a replay of Saturday, Alabama and Georgia for the uh, for the national championship. What do you what do you what? What? Yeah, I'll get, I, that, Chris, I, now I got something to do today. That's what he's reacting to. Really, I can see a rerun of a college football game. Well, no, they could. They, they, the national championship might be the game that was played on on Saturday. They could oh, play well, again. I'm going to go home and watch that. <laughs> and finally, finally, the, the Alamo Bowl is set with uh, Oklahoma and Oregon coming here. It's the highest ranking matchup in Alamo Bowl history. And the Alamo Ball happens December 29th at the Alamo Dome. It's 8.15 p.m. <laughs> I know you care. Chris is like, it's going right over Sean's head. Right. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. It's college football, right? Football, um, right? Yeah, but it's you know college football pretty big. Pretty big. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pixie Curtis. Pixie Curtis. Is 10 years old. Yes. Pixie... Uh, started Pixie's Bows and Pixie's Fidgets a few years ago. Yes. Pixie, at 10 years old, is now making $21 million. Well, what are these things she's making? Po- bows. Just bows for your hair? And fidgets, which is just various. It's a fidget. Uh, like a kind of an accessory thing, you know. It's a, it's a toy, isn't it, Chris? It's a toy, right? Is that the thing that spins around? Yeah, 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 yeah. In the first month alone, she sold $200,000 worth of product. She is looking to retire at the age of 15. <laughs> she said that she plans to use her earnings. You're going to love this. She plans to use her earnings to treat her mom to a shopping spree and a luxury vacation. She said, she's 10, <laughs> I'm going to get her some new clothes because she has no good clothes at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I want to get her some real hair because oh. she... My mom desperately needs hair extensions. Oh, so today, 
Okay, Pixie. She's going to learn about hormones someday, won't she? Yeah. Mom's like, okay, Pixie, that's, yeah. that's fine. Thanks. Sweetheart. And she said, today my friend told me that his family are going to Paris for Christmas. I think that's wonderful. So I told my mom I'm going to take her to our favorite place, which is Fiji. Fiji. She's, she's 10 and a mil, multi-millionaire. And, and I'm going to have to be, keep working like three days after I'm dead. Seriously. <laughs> you and me both. You'll buddy. have to prop my dead body up like in the studio. It's like these kids that are doing mortgage. YouTube <laughs> and they're making a million dollars a month on YouTube and they're 12 years old. Well, it's so easy. You know? No, I mean, I can't figure it out. <laughs> if I could sell one damn poetry book every six months, but I'm lucky. Think about it. But that. they come up with some idea. Yeah. Throw it out there online. Yeah. Boom, shakalaka. They're millionaires. Yeah. So. I'm sure mom's talking to her about the hair thing, though. And yeah, maybe next time, not. don't be so honest, you <laughs> pixie, wixie, wixie. I like the money, but don't be so honest. Hormones, hair in the shower, it's there. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I'm going to tell you about Orsati Dental. Good folks, Arsati Dental, great folks with, uh, what, more than 35 years of experience? More than 35 years in t- treating people right. So here we are at the end of the year, and you've got those very special um, uh, savings that you have saved up all year long in your Flex account or whatever you've got, your HSA or whatever, and you don't want that expire uh, on 1231. So book your appointment right now. Whether it's normal, everyday dental care that you're looking for, you're not going to find anybody better than the four dentists at Orsati to take care of you. Or you want to do some cosmetic stuff, you know? You want to whiten those teeth that are looking a little bit yellow from nicotine and caffeine. You want to maybe straighten them up, and Invisalign is a great way to do that. Or if you have missing teeth, you don't have to have that anymore because at Orsati they can do implants for you. And again... You don't want to let those benefits expire at the end of this year, so use it up right now. Book your appointment with Orsati Dental at 210 479